The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. of Analyze This here on your NPR station in the U.S. Virgin Islands, WTJX FM with yours truly, Neville James, and a lot of things going on. It's been a week uh, since the 2022 general election, and uh, you know the deal, right? A lot of uh, absentee uh, votes being counted. Uh, hoping to hear from the election system uh, sometime this morning, um, around 8.20. I sent out a text message to the supervisor. If she's unavailable, normally she lets one of the, the deputies um, deputize for her here on the Tuesday thing. So we tend to firm that up. I'm going to get Mr. Dwayne Henry uh, to, to join in. Um... Yeah, a little bit there. I sent a text message. Morning. Uh, bam, bam, bam. Got a little bush tea around uh, 820 there as well. So he could join me while we talking to Ms. Fox and talk about what's taking place nationally. The highest profile gubernatorial race was called last night. Um, In Arizona, um, Katie Hobbs versus... Carrie Lake, and uh, the Democrat prevailed. Katie Hobbs defeated the, the Trump candidate, Carrie Lake, in a fiercely battled race. Uh, by just under 20,000 votes right now, but they're still counting. They still got some more, but the, the main uh, county, Maricopa County, where um, Phoenix and all the other um, Big suburban towns, all that stuff that's around Phoenix. Uh, well, the two biggest counties are um, Maricopa and Pima. Because Tucson, Arizona, is in uh, in Pima. And Maricopa uh, is in Phoenix. Uh, no, Phoenix is in Maricopa County. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, as is the same situation with Pennsylvania, you know. You got a lot of votes uh, in the rural areas um, for the, the Republican, the Red. So when you look at the map, you see a, a lot of states um, dominated with red, and then you see these urban areas uh, with the blue. So like in Pennsylvania, right? Philadelphia by itself offsets 75, 80% of the state. In this case, uh, Phoenix, you know, 70% of the vote in the states, in the state, coming out of one county. So uh, the Republican side, they were playing catch up in that county, and uh, uh, they were hoping for um, big drops in supposed red areas of the county beginning Friday night. And there were four, there were four big drops Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And um, she never got over 60%. Carrie Lake, that is, in any of those drops. As a matter of fact, in the first two drops, she lost votes. 
So they were they were telling the followers, don't worry, the big one coming, the big one coming. And by the time it reached yesterday, it was only like 56%. And she was behind. She needed like a, a 59, 60, 61% drop. Because in Pima County, she lost that county 60 to 40. So she needed to make that up. Pima isn't as big as Maricopa, but... So we were having fun watching that race along with the Nevada Senate race. Um, so the reality is this. The Republicans are going to take the House. I think they're at 217 now, just waiting to make that call. It might actually be Lauren Boebert uh, in Colorado. She's leading like 50.2 to 49.9, 49.8. But uh, I think there's a recount because it's less than 0.5%. So uh, that's going to be interesting. And, uh, you know, apparently the, the former president, Trump, is going to make an announcement today or tonight or sometime. And, you know, it's going to be interesting. And I don't really take him serious. You know, I think he's, you know, I think he's more clownish than he is substantive. A lot more form. But he has a following. And you'd be naive to ignore how loyal his following is. And, uh. Arizona was a, a key state back in 2022, uh, and back in 2020 as well. I can't say 2022 because, you know what I mean? 2020 as well, uh, because Fox actually called Arizona in favor of Biden early on, and folks were questioning why they did that, because uh, he wasn't winning by this large margin. But they claimed, look, you know, we, we were looking at where the votes were outstanding, and where he was at that particular time, and they turned out to be correct. So that's the beauty of uh, uh, the vote, counting votes and all that stuff. Now, they're saying that because it took so long in, uh, in Arizona that something must be wrong with the system there because, like in Florida, um, they finished counting votes in a day. And that's not true. The big difference is there was such a wide margin in Florida where DeSantis won the gubernatorial race by a million, a million and a half votes. Nobody cared about whatever absentee votes were coming in in Florida. And then there's, there's something fundamentally wrong with this notion that, you know, I want to vote absentee for whatever reason because I'm not um, able to go to a polling station on election day. And if I mail my, my ballot before election day, this this thing that it has to be there by a certain day. You know, that's unconstitutional. If I voted and I mailed it before election day or by election day, and, you know, it's stamped received by the U.S. Postal Service, you got to count my vote regardless of when you get it. This thing about it go better by Saturday or it go better, I mean, No. No, if if we're in the business of being fair and I request an absentee ballot and I mail it prior to election day, my vote should be counted. And there are those who want to tell people how, you know, everything should work out and uh, no, it don't work that way. You know, I shouldn't be like that. Okay, so Mr. Alex, Terrell Alexandria going to be calling us at 8.20. So looking forward uh, to speaking with him, giving us an update on the absentee content. 
all that and then uh certification supposed to be by friday i believe it is 10 days after election probably no later than saturday so looking forward to talking to him but back to the um mainland discussions um yeah so it's important that we pay attention to what's going on up the road you know because uh, we had the benefit of inside access for the last two years because of the delegate being uh a member of those two <clears throat> critical committees i believe it's ways and means and either oversight or budget but um you know having her on there because you know um, the, the the delegates and the resident commissioner they don't have a vote on the floor so you so you need them to have that access inside so you know whatever uh provisions that would benefit the territories could be incorporated in a bill early on in the legislation and uh and then um the the body will do what they got to do but at least it's already language then you know now we may not have that but you know in this case um now the delegate will work with um Jennifer Gonzalez I, that's it. I think she got reelected. Yeah, my friend, you got to check that because she is the resident commissioner. Uh, that's the term that they use in um, in Puerto Rico for the delegate. So let me check and see. That's my classmate. She positive and myself. Uh, we were in the Eastern Leadership Academy, the very first class for the Council of State Governments back in two thousand five, and. Um, she is the delegate, let me see. She's a Republican too. Okay. And she's in the new progressive party out of Puerto Rico. Let me see. If she got uh, reelected. Mm. I see a picture here with her and Netanyahu. And all that stuff. Hold on, hold on. Let me check and see. In fact, I go I go reach out to her. So we could have uh, our old time conversation here. We've known each other for 17 years. So, uh, so let me, um, Mrs. Jennifer Gonzalez, re-elected. Re Put us back in and see what it's like. Um, resident Commissioner. Oh, they got a four year term. Oh, really? That's interesting. Okay, yeah, let me see. Um, yeah, she... Uh, okay, yeah, she was elected in, in 2016 and then re-elected again in 2020. And they got a four-year term. Well, we got to work on that. Why, why, why our delegate to Congress go do a, a, a every two-year thing? I didn't know that. See, I learned something here this morning. That's interesting. We got to figure out. We, we need a constitution for real. Check. I like this four-year thing because it allows for us uh, some stability, you know, and not having to every two years, right? But that's interesting how I've never known a congressional seat related to the House that's a four-year term. 
I've always known them to be two years. Like that has to be written into the into the political constitution. That's interesting. For real, that's interesting. We got to got to look that through. Okay, so hopefully, uh, the and Guam too. I think Guam elected their first uh, Republican delegate since 1990. I think Newt Gingrich was bragging about that last 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 week because you know they they um they're on the other side of the deadline. So they were the first ones to get results. So um hopefully um there's been a good relationship with the um the delegate uh and the other representatives from the territories and um we could lean on them and ask them to look out for the territories uh, one day in committee before it comes to the floor. Okay, that's the nature of the game. All right, so that's all we had. Uh, let me do a little COVID-19 thing. Okay, when I came into the, the skywalk, when I woke up, skywalk gray, everything gray. It's starting to clear up. Looking outside now, um, just partly cloudy. You know, when I first came in, I was, I was very much overcast. Okay? Uh, COVID-19 numbers, good, good data. Good sample, 493 negatives, 9 positives. Wow. Now, 500 to 10 is 50 to 1. So this definitely is, is way over 50 to 1 because 450 would be 50 to 1. Then you got another 43 on top of that. And nine, let me see, nine goes into 43 four times. 44 plus to one. Loving this ratio, okay? Actives dropped 40% from, just under 40% from 70 to 43. Of those 43, 31 are on St. Croix, 12 on St. Thomas, none on St. John. St. John has no actives, nor do they have any positives out of the last, drop out of the last nine, of which five were on St. Croix, four was on St. Thomas. So we're doing good. By the way, I forgot to mention, nationally, right, they did crack the 1,100,000 mark. So, uh, it took, you know, we like to keep an eye on our numbers. It took from March, when March 30th, somewhere around there, let me see. Mm, remember we looked over this the other day. Yeah, let me see. From somewhere around... Mm, late March, right, like the 25th, 26th, somewhere around there, until uh, November, the middle of November, seven and a half months, almost eight months <clears throat> for the uh, 100,000 uh, debt. Uh, to be to be realized, so that's that's a pretty long time compared to other times when it happened within two or three months and stuff like that. So seven and a half months, right? We wish that number was zero, right? And according to uh, World Meter, it's now one million one hundred thousand two hundred ninety-six. Now, yesterday when I came in, the number was one million one hundred thousand one twenty-seven. So that means the differential 
is or was 169, right? So if the average is 302, according to the New York Times, and World of Mayor, that info said from yesterday to today, it was 169. That means this average should be coming down significantly. The daily tracking average in the New York Times. So, as it stands right now, the fall, the early part of the fall, as we head into December, because today is the middle of the month, and time to fly, you know, um, doing okay. Nationally and doing very well uh, locally, okay? You might told you yesterday morning that uh, the futures weren't looking good uh, in, the, in the marketplace. The Dow was down 211 points yesterday, 211.16, six-tenths of a percent. 13 of the 30 blue-chip stocks saw gains, 17 saw losses. So it wasn't as bad as some were predicting. You know what I'm saying? NASDAQ was down 1.12%. S&P was down 0.89%. And Russell 2000 was down 1.14%. So, uh, yesterday, uh, but still over 33,000, the Dow, 33,536.70. And I believe the day Biden took office, let me see, one know, where, where was this? Where was the DJI? DJI on one twenty twenty one. 21. Uh, <clears throat> 30,000. 9.30, stock market news for January 20th, 2021. The Dow gained 0.4% or 116.26 points to close at 30,930.52. So I just got this this one question for the naysayers and those who were listening to the previous president who were telling us that if they elected Biden, the stock market would crash. If the if the Dow was at thirty thousand nine thirty point five two, January twentieth, nineteen twenty one, and today it's at thirty three thousand five thirty six point seven zero, is that the new definition of crash? I'm just asking. <laughs> uh, having fun with this. So we'll take a break. When we come back, we should be hearing from uh, Mr. Alexandre and also uh, Dewey Henry. Uh, to ask some pertinent questions with respect to the elections. We'll be back right after this. I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! Democracy Now! features ideas and voices from some of the best minds of this generation and previous ones, including activists, muckrakers, visionaries, artists, risk takers, academics, and just folks, as in the most just folks who share a commitment to truth, democracy, justice, diversity, equality, and peace. Catch Democracy Now! at its new time, weekdays at 10 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1. Papa, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph, when blam, ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. 
A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Listening to the wings of a monarch butterfly. What a magical thought. They arrive here on the Day of the Dead, which we celebrate here in Mexico. And a lot of the indigenous people believe that it's the souls of their ancestors that are returning. You know? And it's very spiritual. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Getting a flu shot helps us stay healthy so we don't miss out on what matters. Like that family movie night your daughter can't live without. <coughs> yeah, can't do that. Every year, millions of people in the U.S. get the flu. Especially now, no one has time to miss out on moments that matter. So get your flu shot. Find out more at getmyflushot.org. Brought to you by the AMA, CDC, and the Ad Council. And we're back here uh, on Lasers and uh, one of the apologists for the people who live in the red area try to you know what I mean? Make an excuse again. I had to let them know I ain't having it. One of them ain't done with it. Huh? I just one of them ain't done with it. Just making excuses uh, left left and right. And uh, the phones the phones ringing so our conversations should be good. Blue Henry down the line yet? I think, I think they're working on that. Okay, we should be coming on. I'm going to ask somebody another time, the DJ, setting things up um, with everybody. So, but, okay, good. So, first of all, let me uh, um, ask uh, Dwayne Henry, say good morning to Dwayne Henry. Good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning. Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? Okay, good. And then, Mr. Alexandre, take it easy. Coming to you. You know what I mean? Oh, I didn't know you. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, Terrell Alexandre. How are you, sir? I am great. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good to hear your voice. I'm strong and all that stuff this morning. Thank you. So, so how the system been making out? Been a, been a very hectic. Uh, I'd say 120 days thereabouts. How are you guys doing? Sorry, you can repeat your question. I didn't hear it. I said it's been a hectic 120 days, four months, because it ain't just the general election, the primary, registration, all that stuff. How are you making out? How's everything? I am just that everything is over um it was a very good election cycle and now now we could start to rest and prepare for 2024 so but we are we are good and we, we we're happy that we got through this election cycle i mean it was a bit of, it was a bit challenging um but but we're we were built for the task and we were able to complete our goals now um absentee counting is ongoing yes we we counted absentee up to yesterday uh, monday november 14th um, we counted in the St. Croix District 315 absentee ballots with a with, with an outstanding balance of 73 ballots. In the St. Thomas and John District, the 450 absentee ballots were counted with an outstanding balance of 71. And in the St. Thomas and John District, there's 102 provisional ballots that will be vetted today and to determine whether those ballots are, are 
acceptable or we realize have to reject those. Just to clarify the difference between what would be acceptable and acceptable ballot would be somebody who was probably registered to vote and for in, in the St. Thomas and John district, um, you're registered by the island. So let's say there's a voter who voted who was on the island of St. Thomas and he and they, they but they actually registered to vote on St. John, they would go into a voting center and try to vote. So they they wouldn't be able to uh, vote um, normally, so they'll be issued a provisional ballot. Uh, once those ballots are vetted, uh, we determine whether that person was eligible to vote, and then that ballot will be counted. Um, the only time I've, uh, in my eight years with the agency, the only time a provisional ballot was not counted is if an individual is not registered to vote. The, the individual claims to be registered to vote, um, but they're not they're not on our records. Okay, before before we get into that, I'm not gonna let um, Tony Henry. Uh, ask you some questions. Let me go over those numbers again. You're saying on St. Thomas, 450? Yeah, 450 absentee ballots were counted with an outstanding balance of 71. And on St. Croix, 353? 315. One five. Okay, 315. With 73 outstanding. 73 outstanding. And then you say you got provisional balance on St. Thomas only, not on St. Croix? Not on St. Croix. No provisional balance on St. Croix. And what's the Uh, number, 121? 102. 102. Okay. Okay. Um, Attorney Henry, questions? Yes, good morning, uh, Mr. Alexander. How are you? Good morning, Attorney Henry. I'm great. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Um, I'm, uh, the My question, my first question actually is uh, the absentee ballots. Have you, um, has, how much has that changed, if any, has that made in the, in the, um, the lineup? Um, no, no changes in the lineup. Um, the only in the only contested race that was uh, very, that was close that the absentee could have determined was in the senator large race. But as of the end of yesterday's count, yeah, yeah. Where, where where are we after that count? Sorry, repeat that question for me, please. What's what, what's the current what's the current standing with um, incumbent senator Angel Bolquez and challenger Sherry Ann Francis as we speak right now? Okay, as of right now, Angel Bolkes has a total of 8,641 votes. Sherry Ann Francis has 8,447 votes um, as of yesterday. So we have 194, 194 vote difference right now? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Attorney Henry, Attorney Henry, that, that that number seems somewhat insurmountable at this point. Matter, matter of fact, yes, I would say that. Yeah, yeah uh, no, that's two hundred and something, and then you know. Yeah. But but my thing was on the senatorial on Saint Croix. Did you mentioned that uh, that only the, the at large race seemed to be uh, up? But wasn't there like a sixty vote difference in the seven and eight person on Saint Croix? No, no, the, no, no. Saint Croix, Saint Croix after election day. Was uh, Diane K. Part at three thousand five thirty two, and then Nemi Williams Jackson at three thousand three ninety two. So that was one hundred and forty votes. Yeah, she, okay. there was there was a substantial difference between the two. Yeah, and then on Saint Croix, seven uh, Saint Thomas Saint John District, um, Ray Fonseca was at three thousand eight fifty three, and Joel S. Brown Connor was at three thousand three fifty three. So that was a five hundred vote difference. So that was that yeah, was pretty wide awesome. as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and of course the gubernatorial race was three thousand seven hundred uh, difference. That that number was greater than the number of outstanding ballots. Why, why, why so many uh, provisionals? Um, and this is historically uh, on Saint Thomas, Saint John, as opposed to Saint Croix. Because I was looking at the numbers in the twenty eighteen election, and I saw a high provisional number as well. 
what what is it uh what is what is allowed or 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 what isn't going on on St. Croix that is going on on St. Thomas that there are so many more provisional ballots in that district. One St. Croix is just one island. Um it's not this in the St. Thomas is the St. Thomas St. John district. Okay, which is okay. Two yeah, 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 yeah. Um yeah, yeah. so you have individuals who probably live on who are registered in the island of St. John who would either come over to St. who will be probably doing on St. So they live on they registered in St. John probably on St. Thomas for the day and attempt to go and vote. Uh, we can't deny anybody the right to vote. So the only way we could allow that individual to vote is a provisional ballot. And then you also have individuals who, they probably were registered when we when, um, years ago before we, we when we used to do cancellation. And then the they registration was canceled, but that individual still believed to be, to be registered. Um, so that would be our next reason for provisional. In the past, before we started the um, with the voting centers, our next reason for provisional ballots would be a voter who, with, let's say last minute, let's say it's at 6.45, they vote out at um, Charlotte Miley Gym, but they're, at, they're close to Charlotte Miley Gym, but then they, they reside um, out in the country, which and they wouldn't make it in time to cast their ballot, so they'll be issued a provisional ballot, which would then be vetted by the board, and then that person's vote would have been counted. Um, we move towards the voting centers. You could vote at any voting center, um, so, so that would due to cash your ballot on your respective island. No, 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 no. That, that makes sense when you think about it. Um, uh, Attorney Henry, where somebody might be living on Saint John but working on Saint Thomas, correct? And, 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 and they want to vote. They want to vote um, where they're working Absolutely. instead of having to come back if they didn't early vote. Go back and catch a boat to vote uh, Julius Pro or out in Calabash. Boom. So they ask for a provisional right. ballot and vote, and one is the voting centers on St. John. So that makes sense. Correct. So, and, and that's something we're working on. That's, a, that's one of the supervisor goals for the 2020, 2024 um, election cycle that the individuals, re registered voters on St. Thomas, St. John, could vote at any one of the voting centers. Um, but that, that would take some work for us to get done. But that's her goal for 2024. And pretty much I think we, we'll be able to meet that goal um, come that election cycle. So we hope in, by 2024, you should see way less provisional ballots out of the St. Thomas and John district. Attorney Henry? Okay. Yes, I want to do a little uh, mining down, you know, this is analyzed this. So on the, the absentee, historically, we, you said we had a total of like 300 and something this year, right? Um, but yes, what I'm, I'm sorry. No, 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 would so. be uh, 909. Okay. Yeah. How does that compare historically um, in the past in past general elections? The number, has that gone down or gone up? In regards so is to the it pretty consistent? In regards to the Sinclair District, that number went up. Um, that, again, it, that came through a, a proposed, a, a law that was changed that allows anybody to receive an absentee ballot. Um, no excuse. No, they don't need a reason. So, mm -hmm. so say, typically, I think where you would you would average, you'd have an average of probably two fifty, um, three hundred. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind with mm -hmm. those numbers, those numbers I just gave you, that does not include mm -hmm. any absentee ballot 
that are in the mail on its way back to the island. Um, right. Absentee ballot has, has until the 10 days from the election, which is this fr this coming Friday, um, okay. the 18th, to be on hand. Um, so, and St. Croix, you typically never see that many absentee ballots. Um, that's usually the, the case in the St. Thomas and St. John district. You'll always see that high that high turnout with absentee. And that's because, um, well, we always just assume um, due to the, the people travel more from St. Thomas and John um, mm -hmm. with the number of flights they have. So mm -hmm. that, that would contribute but, to the, the more absentee. Mm -hmm. But the, the reason why I'm bringing it up, because I want to um, link this to the, the population loss in the census. You know, we lost, um, we went from uh, this 106 to 87,000 yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Correct. Uh, but so, and so what, so just to, to break it down, it would seem to me that all those people, you would think that a significant number of the people that moved to the States would still be interested in politics here and would continue to be registered here and would re request absentee ballots. But only a 1,000 people did it, even though we lost 20,000 people. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. So, so basically, uh, Mr. Alexandre, um, that number actually, based on, based on general principle, that number should be higher. That's my point. It yeah. Mean that I mean, what in higher, like higher in which regards? No, no, no. Here's what we're saying. If those, because we, based on the census, we've had significant population displacement, right? Correct. Where, where we had 106,000 with the 2010 census, and now we're at 87 with the 2020 census, right? So, so if those who moved, right? continue to vote in the Virgin Islands, then that number should be higher. Now, uh, that's that's based on that presumption, right? Now, mm -hmm. now, if in fact they have decided they want to vote where they move to, then they can't vote here. Correct. My point being that it seems that if, if this population starts shift, that people have become disinterested in the Virgin Islands. Yeah, as it relates to because voting. I'm going to tell yeah. you, I lived in the States for 21 years and never changed my registration. I voted absolutely every time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 21 years. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody like you. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, a matter of fact, uh, Mr. Alexandre, what was the total number of absentee ballots that the system sent out to Virgin Islanders who live abroad? Give me one second. Yeah. Let me pull that up. Yeah. We got a 909 number. If we were to add the two that uh, you mentioned with respect to who's, who, what's been counted so far and outstanding, I believe that number might represent 40-50% of the total ballots that went out, something like that. Now let, now let me clarify my 21 years. Can I want nobody to think I was living <laughs> something. I was in the military. No, 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 no. You, you ain't got to bail now. Don't bail now. You're bragging about the 21. No, I just so, so, so the, I know they come in. No, the 21. <laughs> no, you said 21 and 21 it is. You ain't got to qualify your bail, but yeah. that they know. You know what I mean? And just let them know I was always... You, are, you, 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 were, you weren't here physically, but you were always here in spirit and yeah, emotionally well, and mentally. Yeah. That, that's, 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 that, that's all that counts. Yeah. Uh, so the numbers I had, the last numbers that I I was able to put my fingers on, but these numbers were from um, the close of day on November seventh. Mm -hmm. And the Saint Croix in this on Saint Croix there was a there was four hundred and sixteen absentee ballots that were requested. Mm -hmm. 
um, St. Thomas St. Thomas was five seventy requested, and then St. John was fifty five requested. Um, keep in mind, you could have requested an absentee ballot up until um, election and the day of election, and that could have been emailed to you. So that number may be a slightly higher. So let's say let's say if I do ten percent or even just five percent of those numbers. Um, a thousand for uh, those, those 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 three numbers are a thousand forty one. Correct. Yeah, a thousand forty one. Yeah. And, and and at this point, we've counted uh, three fifteen and seven fifty. That's uh seven hundred and I mean no, three fifteen and four fifty and four fifty. So that number is seven hundred and sixty five. So we're gonna divide that number into one thousand forty one. Right now we're at seventy three point four percent, seventy three point five percent return rate. That ain't bad at all for absent people. It's not. That's actually very good. It's excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we still got what till Friday, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. So the count. Um. Uh. What? What? The the counting is every day or every other day? No. Well, today should be the last day for counting based on what's on hand, and then the the, the board will resume counting on Friday at five p.m. Um, and then once they finish counting, they'll move to certify the, um, the 2022 general election. Okay. Okay. So so they're going to count again today? At St. Thomas is at 12 o'clock, and the St. Croix will be at 1 p.m. And then um, Friday? Um, Friday, at, Friday at 5. At 5, and statutorily, that's the 10-day? Correct. That's the 10-day point from the general election, and then they're, they're eligible to certify the election at that particular point? Correct. And okay. all of this will be carried live on WTJX. You better believe it, man. That's, <laughs> we, that, that, that's just that's just how it is. So, um, final question: them two, them two, um, stars we got it, Dutchell and Pat Brown. Yeah. Uh, everything good with them, or what? Them. Every, every, everything good with them. I know Miss Brown's supposed to be going on some a well-needed break. Yeah. Um, and I know when I last spoke to Miss Jonah last time, Miss Jama, she was good in in high in high spirits. So, at, so to, to bring, I am so happy you bring up that point. I just like to thank all uh, the elections officials who work at the, the polls, the amazing staff of the election system, the board members, just our our different partners, WTJX. AARP, the VIPD, um, just to name a few agencies, but there's there's so many individuals at play um, to assist us to to, uh, to to conduct a successful election. Um, it's not just us at the at the office. There's there's trucking companies, there are caterers that we could never just give the amount of kudos to for the job they do to ensure that we have a a, su a successful election cycle. Um, it was a great cycle. Um, we're all happy that it's over. Because now we could get some rest. Uh, uh, hold on one second. Carlo, uh, we're taking a break. Be back right after this. Okay. okay. Hold on. Great question. That is a great question. And that's a great question. Wow. That's another great question. That's uh, that's a great question. Oh, that's a great. <laughs> that's a great question. That is a great question. What a great question. On Fresh Air, you'll hear unexpected questions and unexpected answers. Weekdays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Banking for your business. At Bank of St. Croix, our mobile apps provide access to business accounts on the go. And our merchant card services accept credit and debit payments anywhere, anytime. Plus, the online banking platform means your bank is always open. 
Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallows Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. BankofStCroix.com. I'm Scott Tong from Public Radio's Midday News Magazine, Here and Now. We bring you all the news that happens between the morning headlines and the afternoon wrap-up. Plus, conversations with authors and artists, stories that affect you, maybe a story about you. So join us for NPR's Midday News Magazine, Here and Now. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 5 p.m. Right here on WTJX-FM 93.1. You're not too cool for me. And in return, I reciprocate that sentiment. I'll never be too cool for you. I was a man with a plan, but now I'm a dad with a decree, and you can't take that from me. Please let it be noted that I told my job they can dock my pay. Right now is just too important to take you to school every day. I want to be legendary for you. I want you to puff out your chest when you go to school the same way I do. I walk taller because of you, because I found everything to live for. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. And we're back here on Let's This, the Tuesday thing with um, the election system, the second to last uh, iteration. They're going to be on next week, Tuesday, and they're going to give the certified results here on the show. Of course, that's going to be made public from four days in advance, but we're going to allow for them uh, to come on and actually uh, talk to the audience who's been listening to them uh, every Tuesday and whatever they call um, um, to provide information to the public so we could be as educated as possible with respect to the election process. You were thanking all of the contributors, Mr. Alexandre? Sorry? You were thanking, you were thanking all of the contributors who allow for this, this, the process to be successful? Oh, oh um, yes, thank you. Um, I think the last I said was caterers, VIPD, mm-hmm. WTJX, ARP, everybody. It was just it was a great team effort to make sure that the, everything um, worked out well. Um, we even were able to produce the results in record-breaking time, um, and that's just just due to new technology. As we can, the, the system just continued to to evolve and evolve and grow to technology to to better serve our community, um, so that we could always be on the forefront. Um, we, we remain transparent um, in the community. We we don't we don't share. We our, our we have numerous procedures in place. Um, that avoids um, any doubt in the community, even though there's still some. Um, but we still work our way um, to in- to continue to ensure that that does not happen um, as well. Um, even we have to give a special thanks um, to just the media alone. Um, whenever there is a, some misinformation, they'll always pick up the phone and just not run the story and just find out the, to the correct information. They, they, lo- um, they, lo- they learn that from, from, from this show. Uh, no, no, call, call a speed a speed. Can we get, get, we're, the, we're the ones who, unlike a lot of the other station, who like to just believe things on its face and all that stuff. Yeah, we, I, w- we, I would never like. I, I like. I have a deep love for WTJX, um, and it's not. It's not just like a favoritism. It's just the work everybody puts in in the in the in the agency. Mm-hmm. Like you and you and Missing would be calling from from January, just try to get information um, where some other stations would call the night of election. <laughs> um, so it's, it's just the work that you guys put in in advance um, that helps us make our job better. 
um like miss like missing had a whole staff just she just gave out gave my cell phone number to a whole staff and they were just texting and just texting and calling me um they need these numbers they need this and we were always able to um accommodate them so and so i would i would never say so wtjx did really set that standard and i hope the other media companies do follow in that that line uh, we are willing partners we're willing to work with anybody but you can't just expect to come election night um, to obtain information. There's so much that we're doing on election night. Um, for us to say that we're going to slow down just to provide you information would be um, unfair to the, the organization. Now, um, uh, uh, here's one question I want to ask, and Dwayne and I had spoken about this. Me and a number of different people. The first uh, release of numbers was early voting, right? Yes. So I want to ask this question. And, and the Brian Roach team, I think they had 6,800 and the the um, VLA Saro team had four thousand. Uh, how did that break down by district? Do we have that breakdown yet? Yeah, that all and this. I, I'm so happy you bring up this point. All this information is currently located on our website via mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. Go to elections. So, so how so how many votes did the Brian Roach team get in Saint Croix and in the Saint Thomas district to get to the sixty eight hundred? Okay, I'll give you that information. Pulling up the report right now. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Because we we noticed that um, the the VLA Saro team did much better on Saint Croix on they election day than they did with early voting. Um, I th and I would I would say that to be the same for early voting. Um, the numbers were pretty much close. Um, for for early voting, but it was still they still the 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 end numbers were still higher for the VLA Saro team. Um, Ele election day, I think they won by like 700 and on early voting, they won by like 100 and change. So I, w I wanted to get those numbers so I could uh, analyze them because that's what we do here on this particular show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The 6,800. Just give me a few. I'm pulling up the report. Yeah. yeah not, not, not a problem. And, and, uh, uh, Tony Henry, because uh, early voting, Tony Henry, St. Croix okay. had 5,900. Uh, and on election day, they had 4,800. Uh, yet the VLA Saro team um, were dominant on St. Croix on election day where was, there was 1,100 votes, less than early voting. So I was curious as to what the actual numbers were uh, for early voting in terms of St. Croix versus St. Thomas to get the full analysis. Right, because remember we were t we were saying that the the early vote. Well, I was saying that the early voting seems to have benefited the uh, Brian Roach team. Correct, correct. Because by the time them first numbers come out, the race are done, right? Yeah, it was. It yeah, was at, at sixty eight hundred versus four thousand, it was just hard to overcome a deficit of that that magnitude uh, mm -hmm. with, with election day votes because you had less people vote on election day than you had uh, in early voting. Because I think the number overall was twenty one thousand, thereabouts twenty one thousand and change, and and eleven thousand of those, more than fifty percent were in early voting. You know, check. Yeah. So, um, but but I I think the public is is getting more, uh, embracing early voting more, um, with with each election cycle, and 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 that's a good thing because that's less people voting on election day, shorter lines and all that stuff. Correct. Like I think. And, and the island of St. Croix, I yeah. can speak up. I know at only one polling place, and it was, even though there was a line, it was a flowing line. Um, if you were in line, like I, I tracked it myself. Um, so towards the end, around 5 o'clock, I was at the educational complex. Yeah. 
and it 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 had a line. I think that I tracked the person from the time they came in, and by the time they got into the door, it took them at least fifteen minutes. And by the time they they did the entire process, it was like twenty five minutes. Okay, um, what, that's reasonable. Which, which is not a bad line, and it just it was just a line that continued to be flowing. Um, I cannot put my hand on this report. I, I just saw it on Saturday, um, so I will I will locate it, and then I will. Email it to you. Okay, good. And then um, me and me and um, Attorney Henry. I have it. I have it by the. I have it by the precinct, the early voting precinct. But I don't have like the territory. No, no, no. I, I just want the island numbers, and then eventually. Yeah, yeah, I don't have it. I can't find the land report. No, nope, no, not 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 a, not a problem. Don't forget to get the, the last the last appearances next week Tuesday. So don't worry <laughs> about that. So. So uh, <laughs> no, that, that one, that one will be Miss Fox. She, she would, she would close it down. Yeah, not, not a problem. But let me, get, let me get that email to me in between now and then. Okay. Okay, no problem. Will do. Thank you very much, Tara Alexander. Appreciate always, that. Always thank you very much for the time. You got it. Thank you very much, sir. That's Deputy Supervisor Tara Alexandre on the Saint Croix Island uh, for the Board of Elections. Uh, as we continue to to process the numbers, like they say over there in Saint Thomas. Um. Attorney Henry, the, the Virgin Islands has uh, historically we've been a, a trendsetter where voting is concerned. We were one of the first um, jurisdictions to go electronic voting back in the late 80s. That's correct. Um, I remember uh, Mr. Williams talking about that the other day on the radio and he said, you know what? And I went and I looked it up. We, we were one of the first to be certified to get machine certified and um, and, and, and uh, Tronic, right? I think that was the name of the, the machine. And yeah, uh, and, yeah. And, 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 and I remember there was a segment of the community that I mean there was actually some legislation that was introduced to to force um, paper ballots, which is why the option still exists. Yeah. Because a lot of people there that wanted the paper option, but um, you know, I, I, I like the electronic option and I like the early voting option. Yeah, me too. Me too, and uh, then, but now we, we, we're, we're, it's a, it's like a a combination for a race. We feed in a paper into an electronic device. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So 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 that's good. So so what's your take overall? Um, oh, here's what I want to talk about. Yesterday on the table talk, uh, we were discussing the democratic dominance over the last ten election cycles, right? In particular, in the legislative area, and I think some people were misinterpreting. Uh, what we were talking about. We used the results, right, as a premise, as a foundation for a discussion, right? And and as it stands right now, over 60% of the registered voters are registered Democrat, right? So in principle, just, just on, on, on general principle, right, you would think Democrats would do well in elections, right? Because if people vote consistent with their registration, Mm-hmm. Democrats are gonna do well. Clearly, they're not bullet. They're, they're not um. Uh, what, what's the what's the term for uh, uh party bullet, p- party? Bullet. They're not pushing. The, they're not pushing the symbol, yeah. right? Bullet, bullet, yeah, 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 yeah. Not the symbol. They're not pushing the symbol. symbol, they, symbol yeah, yeah. Because of the last ten elections, in particular in Saint Croix, only one you had all seven Democrats, and that was in two thousand eighteen, right? For the most part, you'll get uh, a combination of. Three dem three um non Democrats, four Democrats, two non Democrats, f- five Democrats, things of that nature, right? I think mm-hmm. it's been, four or five really is um where it's been. And what we were mm-hmm. saying, we were just speaking historically that uh, there were times when even w- with the high um democratic uh 
registration, you mm-hmm. had a majority of the senators, like on St. Croix. We had mm-hmm. we had a election 2010, where it mm-hmm. was of the seven of us, only myself, um, Sanis, mm-hmm. and Ronnie Russell were successful, and the, the oh. other four were um, Senator Nelly O'Reilly, Senator Alisa Chucky Hansen, Senator mm-hmm. Positive Nelson, and Usi Richards. So four out of seven were non-Democrats, which which That's shows that people vote uh, for people more more so than they yeah. vote for party, right? That's correct. And you know, it's really weird because I go back historically. If you remember, you don't hear the party them now saying vote the party. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it might be implied here or there. You might hear them say vote for the, the candidate, but you don't hear the party pushing, the parties pushing. Back when I remember Evans, when he was running, Evans always used to say vote the PRP or vote the Eagle. Mm-hmm. You're correct. You know, and correct. you'd hear Randy Logo them and say talking about vote the donkey. Mm-hmm. That's they what that, that, that's what we were. That's what we were young and just uh, curious about politics and all that stuff. Them thing, them days dead. They don't happen no more. <laughs> but I remember clearly Evans coming on TV with his Richard Nixon, um, the V side, and, and and you know a lot of people. Um, little history for those you know. Only only recently the Virgin Islands Republican Party is known as the GOP. It's it's its first name was the Progressive Republican Party, Correct. PRP. Correct, correct. I remember uh, back in 1992, 30 years ago, right? 30 years ago. Yes. Mem- remember, Republicans were dominating national elections, right? You had yes. you had um, Reagan for eight years, and then the mm-hmm. jo- Bush won for four years, right? Mm-hmm. And in 1992, Bill Clinton won, right? Mm-hmm. And St. Croix. Five out of the seven senators were non-Democrats. Four of them were Republican. <laughs> you had you had Edgar Ross, Kenneth, uh-huh. Kenneth Mapp, uh, uh-huh. Liliana Bellardo, the O'Neill, yeah, Helen Redfield. Those were the four Republicans, right? Uh-huh. And Alicia Chucky Hansen. The only two Democrats were uh, Marianne Picard and Gerard Los James II. Which is a, which is more proof that even with all of the 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 the, the Democratic dominated registration, people mm-hmm. when it comes to Senate, people vote for the candidate, not the party. Yeah, you check what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah so so we were just having that discussion, and also, um, this is just my belief. I'm not saying that it's right or it's wrong. Um, you really don't know how good you are unless you got quality competition. That's correct. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Right. You may be dominant in numbers, but if the if the other parties ain't stepping up and bringing out the best in you, and you could get away with 70 percent of your potential, then we really don't know how good you are. Then and that applies in any aspect of life, any aspect of competition. That's true. You, you got you, you got to be challenged. You got to be challenged. Or else, you know, my grandfather was just say your brain just feeding and itself with people in challenging you intellectually or physically or whatever. You know, if you're up. A bodybuilder or or a sports, um, you know, if you if, if you know if you are a very good slugger, you know, four hundred percent, and you're going up against the people trying you softballs every day, of course you're gonna have a high average. Of course, you know? and, 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 and that's where that, that's where the, that's where the quality that's where the qualitative dynamic comes in. Yes. So looking at the yes. Senate, looking at the Senate, right? Check out check out these numbers. This is how dominant the Democratic Party has been, and I. Uh, uh, have been a, a part of that as well. 2014, 11 Democrats. 
2016, 11 Democrats, and then we had the situation with uh, Kevin Rodriguez. So it's 11 minus 1. 2018, 13 Democrats. 2020, 10 Democrats. And now, 2022, with the numbers for our incumbent Senator Bolkes, 11 uh -huh. Democrats. So, so when you get when you are 10 out of 15, that's 66 percent, 66.667 percent. That's two thirds, right? Uh -huh. in, in, uh -huh. in two in, in three instances, they got 11. Uh -huh. That's 73 percent. In another instance, they had 13. Uh -huh. No, that's 86, 87 percent. Wow. This is real well, dominance in the senatorial election races. It, it is real dominance. And, 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 you know, but the funniest thing, and I, was, I think I was 18, I was there with um, Senator Barnes, who she just told me good Correct. morning. Correct. <laughs> He's going to say good morning. But, um, yeah, tell, tell us, tell, I tell, hey, text her back, text her back and tell her I say good morning, too. Okay, <laughs> I will. I think, <laughs> I think, I think that was the first all Democrat. Majority from St. Croix. No, I mean territory wide. I don't think they had any independence in that majority. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To start to start the legislature. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, be, be, yeah because the only two not the only two non-democrats were DeGraff and and Saro. Right. E right. Everybody else uh, were registered Democrat. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. And, but here's another tidbit. Um, trivia. Well, hold on right there, sir. Hold on right there, sir. With the trivia. Hold on right there. We're gonna take a break. When we come back. Uh, we'll get to that and uh, we'll close out the conversation. I believe we're supposed to get the Department of Labor uh, joining us in hour number two. We'll take a break right after this, wrap up the Bush Tea conversation, and then the Department of Labor will be joining us for Fraud Prevention Week. Be back right after this. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. You know exactly how you take your morning coffee. Knowing where to get news you can rely on is just as simple. Listen to Morning Edition from NPR News every weekday. From 6 to 8 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. You can also listen on demand via the WTJX app, available for download from the App Store in Google Play. So I spent the past year trying to figure out what news design for 21st century humans might look like. One of the things that really stuck with me was that we now know that humans actually need hope to get up in the morning. And I don't think as a journalist, I ever thought about it that way. We're always looking for new and better ways to understand the world we live in. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. 